Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. You talked about staircases a couple episodes back, and I was watching an episode of The Unexplained with Bill Shatner. I think it was on the History Channel oh. or something. Um, and they did a, a uh, episode about the staircase, and I thought, yeah. I'm was he beamed up on a staircase? No, I love I love B. Shatner. Yes. He's, uh, he's great. Because he, he's always Captain Kirk. And yes. absolutely everything, he's always Captain Kirk. So as a host of this Unexplained show, he's still... Captain Kirk. Like he does those <laughs> dramatic pauses and everything. Right. <laughs> he just knows how to milk it. And it's so fun to watch. So anyway, I'm going to do uh, my story on the Loretto staircase. Never heard of it. So in the late 1800s, the sisters of Loretto in Santa Fe, New Mexico, decided to pull together some money to have a chapel built in their town to accompany their girls only school, the Loretto Academy. Upon the chapel's near completion, their architect actually passed away. So the, the, the church was essentially finished, but there was one problem, one little detail that had not been taken care of. They had a choir loft upstairs that they were unable to access because there was no staircase. So I have visited this chapel. So you know exactly what I'm going to tell you then. It's so bizarre, Holly. Uh, my class went on a trip yeah. in junior high. Really? And we were touring around. Oh, I'm uh, jealous. I'd doing, love to see this. Doing some mime theater. Mm. You know, can you, can mime you see theater? me? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Be a spiral staircase, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember this. I don't remember all the details okay. of the story, but I do remember oh. the chapel. I remember the staircase. The staircase. And I remember this crazy story about it. Yeah. But the details escape me. Okay, cool. Good. It's a good story. And I would love to go down to Santa Fe and see it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't have a staircase to reach their upstairs choir loft. And usually back in those days, apparently, um, a ladder was used to reach an upper level. Oh. Um, so I don't think one was planned in the church to be built in the first place because I think the architect was like, you'll just use a rusty ladder like everybody else. But the nuns were like, well, but they're, it's hard for us to get up on a ladder. We got these long robes and then they get tangled in our legs. And it just is kind of a dangerous thing to get us all up there via ladder. So we would like it if there was a staircase. Well, apparently the architect passed away of pneumonia before this final detail could be taken care of. So the nuns decided to put out word in the town that they needed an architect to come or a craftsman, a wood craftsman or carpenter or somebody to show up to help them with the staircase. So they entertained several different architects um, that came to the little chapel. And the chapel itself is pretty small. It's kind yeah. of narrow inside. So all it of is. Yeah. Oh, thank you for telling this as a firsthand <laughs> account. Yeah. I could only tell from photos. It's a tiny little chapel. Yeah. It's very cute. But they'd have all these architects come in and look around and say, you know, there's just not room for one. Like, 
we don't know how we would do this without taking away some rows of the congregation seats and, and the nuns didn't want to do that. So most of the architects turned them down and said, I don't know. I think you'll just have to use a ladder. And then the nuns were like, fuck you, get out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go nuns. They're like, we're not using no fucking ladder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, uh, no, they would say thank you for your time. And then the men would leave. So the nuns decided to do what the nuns do best. They decided to pray. And they started praying to the patron saint of carpenters, St. Joseph. Oh. And they decided to do a nine-day meditative prayer. It's some kind of a, I think, ritual that, that they put it out there for nine days and they wait for their prayers to be answered. Well, on the ninth day... The final day of their prayers, there came a knock at their door. We've been waiting for you. So who was it, Holly? So there's a knock at the door. And when they opened the door, they saw a man standing next to his pet donkey. (laughs) What? Jesus! Jesus it's Jesus arrived. himself. Yeah, Jesus came on a he donkey, was wearing a long, He was wearing a long white robe. Oh, shit, it was Jesus. And he had some palm leaves laid. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. Oh, no? Just, no? No, no. Okay. He's just a guy with a donkey. And he goes, well, hello, ladies. I'm here because I understand that you need a staircase built in your chapel. And the nuns were like, oh, yes. Yes, we do, sir. And the donkey. Just like that. Just like that. And then the donkey was like, yeah. And so they were like, it, it's on. <laughs> the nuns took him into the small chapel to show him their problem. So he looked around. He observed the loft and the small space of the congregation. He shrugged his shoulders and he said, hell yeah, I'll build your staircase. And then they all went hooray and threw their hands up in glee. <laughs> and then they lifted their robes and showed him some leg and invited him to dance a jig. Well, no, that's not yeah. really how it's it turned a, it's out. A circu- it's a circular staircase, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, with a pole. With a pole. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, as it turns out, I'm telling the drunk history version of the story. But no, the nuns were very pleased as it, you know, let's just say the nuns were very pleased. We'll just leave it at that. That's right. It's so, a miracle. It's a miracle. The man told them he would work at night and then he wished not to be disturbed. And the nuns said, no problem. We are nuns. We're not interested in what you men do at night anyway. <laughs> so the agreement was struck and the man went to work. About six months later, the man told the nuns that the staircase was finished. The nuns entered the chapel and before their eyes was a perfect spiral staircase that wound around two times until it met the floor of the choir loft up above. It fit perfectly in their tiny chapel, and it did not interrupt any of the congregation's small space below. The nuns were very excited, but also very scared. The staircase was steep, 22 feet straight up, and there were no handrails, so climbing it was a bit intimidating. So it was like a ladder, only it was <laughs> it was just spiral like a, ladder. A spiral ladder, yeah. No, maybe. Um, and then the nuns, of course, they thought, what a dick move to build a staircase with yeah. no handrails. Yeah, it's but, basically a ladder. <laughs> Thanks. But no, I don't think that's what they thought. Um, yeah. But when the stairs were first built, some nuns were so intimidated when climbing the stairs that they actually just crawled up the stairs instead of walking up them because <laughs> it was so steep. And so high that they were, like, scared to just walk. So the nuns went to search for the man to pay him for his efforts, but the man and his donkey had disappeared. 
They went to the lumber yard to pay for the beautiful wood used to make the staircase, but the lumber yard denied ever selling any wood to the man that they described. Mm-hmm. It appeared that the man had skipped town. The nuns were never able to find him nor pay him for his work. So, what's so compelling about this story, besides a complete stranger showing up and building a spiral staircase over six grueling months at night with no electricity, hardly any tools, and for no pay? Well, several things, actually. One, the wood used to make the staircase is a form of Piscea spruce. However, this type of Piscea spruce is not local to New Mexico. In fact, they've been unable to determine any part of the world where the spruce would have come from. Now... That doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means that they haven't been able to determine where this tree came from, where this wood came from. But then how do they know it exists? They what don't, am I not getting? They don't know that it exists. They haven't been able to find the species on the planet. So they don't know where he got the wood. Okay, holy, I'm so confused. Then how do they know the name of the wood? Be- okay, so think about it like this. Um, M&Ms, right? There's lots of different colors. We all know there's red M&M's. I'm not on DMT right now, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. We all know there's red M&M's. Yes, Just like we know. There's Pisces spruces throughout the world. We right? know that? We know that. But there is a type of red M&M that has a special almond crunch to it that we don't know that where that exists. So there's this form of Pisces spruce that was used. They don't know where it came from. Okay, I'm just going to let you go on and tell the story. <laughs> there's a type, and it's then there's fine. a subtype, it, it's and a the subtype. subtype is where they can't figure out where it, yes. the subtype came from. Okay, thank you, But the you, type teacher. exists. <laughs> I'll just be quiet I really now. thought the M&M story was going to work. Okay. Hopefully <laughs> that makes sense to others, but that's... It probably does. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, watch Bill Shatner's show explain this to you. Maybe it does a better job. Anyway, they don't know exactly where this kind of Pisces spruce is from. Maybe all the Pisces can tell us. Maybe. Okay. So the second thing about this story that's interesting is that this man used no nails or hammers, just pegs and glue. Whoa. Which is pretty interesting. And the third part about the story that's probably the coolest part. uh, The spiral staircase has no central support like the center pole. There's no center pole for the stairs to adhere to. It's freestanding. Right. Okay. So it starts the floor and it it connects to the um, floor of the uh, choir loft and then the floor of the congregation. And those were really the only two contact points for the staircase. The staircase was built as a perfect spiral in a double helix design like human DNA, meaning its true structure is a coiled spring that's just resting on top of itself. From Wikipedia, quote... The inner strainer, which is the bottom part of each stair that's under the riser and the treads. Yeah. That consists, on the staircase, that consists of seven wooden segments joined together with glue, while the longer outer strainer has nine segments. In reality, the staircase is supported by its strainers just like a conventional straight staircase. Although, in this case, each strainer is twisted into a helix. Observers have also noted that the inside strainer has such a tight radius that it is able to function similarly to a straight center support. According to an analysis by a professional carpenter in Mysterious New Mexico, the assembly of the strainers from overlapping segments joined by wood glue creates a laminate that is actually stronger than the wood alone. 
Additionally, hmm. the use of wooden pegs rather than nails prevents degradation of the joints due to compression set as the wood swells against the nails due to changes in humidity or temperature. So these stairs depend on the inner strainers and the double helix structure to create its own freestanding central support. This, modern architects say, would have been very difficult to design and build with today's tools, much less what was available in uh, the 1800s. So I was going to ask you if anybody's been able to reproduce this design um, using these techniques. Well, so sounds like it's very difficult. It's very difficult, even in modern day standards. That alone makes the Loretto Chapel staircase an architectural and woodworking feat. It's wow. a feat. And that's why these stairs are so famous. And finally, and I'm sure it's the nun's favorite part, is that the staircase had 33 steps exactly, which is nice. the age that Jesus was when he was persecuted on the cross. So... How the hell did this thing get built and who built it? Yeah. Well, there's been a few possibilities. One historian said she found records that would indicate that a man named Jean-Franc or Frenchy Roaches built the staircase as he was credited as doing so in a magazine at the time of his death. And she found evidence that he was paid by the sisters of the chapel at one point for wood. Another man, Oscar Hadwiger, believes his grandfather may have made it because he had come to New Mexico and built a staircase about the time the Loretto Chapel staircase was built between 1877 and 1881. His grandfather, Johann Hadwiger, had been a master carpenter and was visiting from Europe. Oscar even found a drawing of a spiral staircase that had 33 steps among his grandfather's themes. So there are a few people who are trying to lay claim to the person who built the staircase. In 1887, another architect added a wall bracket to the staircase, perhaps to make it less springy and easier to climb up, and handrails on both sides of the stairs so the okay. nuns would have something to hold on to as they ascended and descended the stairs. Okay, because I was I was really second-guessing myself whether I'd seen the staircase because yeah. I it thought had the in my memory yeah. it had handrails. It so does. I was like, well, maybe I didn't see the staircase. No, but, you did. That, okay. That's correct. Okay, so that makes sense. So they're easily now able to ascend and descend the yeah. choir loft. They don't have to crawl up the stairs anymore. Well, that's good. <laughs> so... Yeah. Architects that have studied the staircase are confounded by the fact that building a staircase of this magnitude would have required a master builder that may have been ahead of his time. And to build it with tools that were available then would have been extremely difficult to do and is even more impressive. The nuns, however, have a different theory. They believe the man who helped them was St. Joseph himself and that the perfection of the staircase, the mysterious wood used, and its 33 steps are the spiritual signs that have convinced them that they have a stairway to heaven, or in this case, just to their choir loft. <laughs> yes. So these stairs are so famous that even a movie was made about them in 1998 starring Barbara Hershey and William Peterson called The Staircase. Oh. And I love this part, too. Google Maps has it listed as, quote, Loretto Chapel, historic site with legendary stairs. Wonderful. Quote. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully I hobbled together a good enough story there to explain why these stairs are so impressive and have a bit of a divine quality to them. And the legend behind it, not knowing exactly who showed up to build them or where the wood came from and then understanding the the architectural ability of that person at that time was just tremendous and to sit there with glue 
all right. every night. And it's creepy. I mean, I don't know if this part of the story was made up, but to only work on it at night without electricity, which that's is kind also of weird. interesting. So he must have had candles everywhere. And so, yeah, he's doing this at night. He doesn't have like our modern day tools of today. So like that is just un unbelievable. I mean, it's such a cool story. I would love to go to Santa Fe and see that thing. I think that's really an amazing paranormal story. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, just the fact that they prayed. Yeah. So right? many people had turned down the project. So many people. Uh, and then they, they went ahead and they put their pray ability, uh, their praying ability together and they manifested this guy. Yeah. And to then come the, and build their staircase. And the wood itself is like where it's like otherworldly wood. Where yeah. did they get this? Now, the wood stuff, at first when I heard that, I was like, that's amazing. But then I've also heard later and read later that um, we haven't typed every kind of spruce. So that could exist. Mm -hmm. We just don't know where it is. It doesn't necessarily mean it's supernatural in nature. But mm -hmm. the whole, um, the way it was built and put together, and it just seems like it had a divine intervention Absolutely. going on Absolutely. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Holly. Yeah. yeah thank Super you. fun. Yay. I'm Layla. I'm Trisha. I'm Diane. And we're the hosts of Boozy Banter. With friends. We are three friends with three different beliefs. So different. We also have three cocktails. Cheers. The perfect trifecta to explore the mostly ghostly shenanigans within the world we live. Whether you're a believer or not, grab your favorite drink and join us for a spirited discussion of all things supernatural. So remember, come for the booze, but stay for the banter. <laughs> Talk. Well, my story today is on haunted bridges. Yay! Do you hold your breath when you cross a bridge? No. Okay, good. Because that would be really hard to do considering... I don't think you can be scared of bridges and live in Portland. There's so many of them. Yeah, we have quite a few bridges here. Yeah. Well, when I was doing my research on this story, my daughter had just gotten back from visiting San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Of course, she had to go across that famous Golden Gate Bridge. It's always uh, immersed in fog. You can never really see yeah. it in front of you. Yeah. Right. And it just so happens this iconic bridge is on the list of the world's most haunted and tragic. Yes. A lot of suicides. So recently, there have been reported strange musical sounds emanating from the bridge, which is scaring nearby residents. Mm. This all started about a month ago, and the sounds are really loud and can be heard miles away. I'm linking the article from CNET on our credits, which has a video recording of these creepy tones. It sounds like several tuning forks or those crystal bowls oh, being played. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Josh, uh, maybe you can play some of the, it for our listeners. Um. Yeah, it is. It's it's weird. And <laughs> residents have been tweeting and saying, quote, this is going to cause people to lose their minds. 
because the sound goes on for hours. Others find it very eerie and beautiful. And the city responded saying, look, there's nothing paranormal going on here. What it's from is due to them installing new railing slats along a bicycle lane on the bridge. So when the wind blows across these slats, it's creating these spooky sounds. Huh. And residents nearby, even some of the bicyclists that are, you know, riding along the bridge are complaining that the sounds are so painful mm. um, that it really needs to be fixed. So it's like... A- Interrupting their inner ear. Is it's that like going tinnitus, on? where yeah. you have that constant ringing in yeah. your ear, and some yeah. people are getting nauseous from it. Oh wow! Um, and we know how frequencies work. So these sounds, I'm asking, you know, will it ward off all the awful tragedies and hauntings? Because this oh. bridge, since 1937, mm-hmm. has caused more than 1,600 suicides. Yeah. From, you know, people all over the world coming to do their, you know, jumping. Yeah. And it's presumed that there's no other bridge in the world that's claimed more lives than this bridge. But mm-hmm. authorities stopped keeping records since 1995. Oh, wow. Really? They've just stopped counting. Wow. And newspapers no longer publish any of the incidents. Yeah. I think they're trying to dissuade people from going there and being a statistic. Right. That's right. exactly what they're doing. So we have no way oh. of really knowing. Yeah. Uh, but a little bit of history, even on the construction of the bridge itself, 10 men all died in one accident. Oh, it was wow. said that the scaffolding fell and tore part of the safety net, which was suspended underneath. Hmm. And this is really unusual for the time because most bridge work, they didn't have a safety net. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they had one and men still died yeah. is pretty crazy that it would tear part of the safety net away although it did save 19 other men Mm. uh, which are now known as the halfway to hell club (laughs) oh jeez glad glad they could see some humor in that i remember years ago i read an article about a guy people that jump off the golden gate bridge and one guy had jumped off and survived and Several people have. Yeah. And he said the second he let go and started to fall, he regretted his decision. Right. I thought to myself, I wonder if that was true for every single person. And so many of them had died. That That's just such a sad thing to think. The second you let go, you're like, wait, I didn't mean it. And then it's too late. You know, it's heartbreaking to read these stories, yeah. Um, yeah. especially when, you know, you hear the regret. Um, others. But but back to like the actual you know, hauntings of it. Yeah. Um, uh, people say that they can hear the screaming at night. Oh, really? Um, so but, the people that live close to the bridge, you mean? Yeah. And or visitors to the bridge, the bridge. Okay. Uh, people living near the bridge can hear screaming at night, especially they say when the fog is thick. I was going to ask, is the fog around and they just can't see what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So they're screaming, please yeah. keep me on this bridge because I can't see where I'm going. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But others say the fog brings ghostly sightings of a terrible shipping accident that happened in 1853. The boat named the Tennessee lost its way in the fog and crashed into the rocks near the Golden Gate Strait. It is said that the USS Kinnison saw this ghost ship pass by them on November of 1942, but their ship didn't pick it up on their ghost radar. 
Oh, wait, they don't have a ghost raider. <laughs> they should. <laughs> They're and EMF you raider. That. You said that. I'm like, ghost radar? No, they don't have a ghost radar. They, it did, <laughs> it did. I stopped sleeping in the night in there. I was like, what? They're like, deep, deep. Are we detecting any ghosts? Our military is getting quite savvy. You know what? Um, They're into UFOs now. Maybe they will start installing ghost detectors. Maybe. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But no, they didn't pick it up on their actual ship radar of this ghost ship. Yeah. I wrote that kind of strange. Um, and it is said that the Tennessee, when they see this ghost ship, it's an empty vessel without any passengers, and it vanishes very quickly, about a minute after appearing. But there have been numerous shipwrecks near this bridge, the worst being the SS City of Rio de Janeiro steamer ship that hit a rock right off where the Golden Gate Bridge now stands. Oh. People rushed to fight for the life jackets, but only 71 out of 200 people survived. Damn. The ship sank in only 18 minutes. That's fast. Yes. The waters around the Golden Gate Bridge is home to a graveyard of over 300 ships that wow. have sunk. Really? Right. So many ghosts. Yeah. So many ghosts that are seen um, on the bridge, they're thinking have come from these shipwrecks. Mm -hmm. um, others say that they see ghosts jumping off the bridge, but then just vanish in yeah. midair. Yeah, I bet they do. Suicides. Yes. And mm -hmm. I would not want to see a ghost from this bridge, Holly, because if they do appear, it would probably be... Um, a ghost that looks like a zombie with no eyeballs because it's well known that the waters are infested with lots of crabs. Search and rescue teams have reported that from what they find, crabs love to feed off eyeballs. Yeah. So you might see a zombie with no eyes, but then a crab will like pop out of the eye socket or something like that. It's like, yeah, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, or the mummy movies. Remember the Right, uh, bugs? where the bugs crawl mm -hmm. out of the mm -hmm. skull. Yeah. He starts chewing it. It's, it's, like, it's really yeah. not a good thing. It's pretty creepy. I find it interesting, too, that so many movies depict the destruction of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's weird to me. It's like, it's almost like they're intending to bring doom upon this beautiful structure. Yeah, I don't like that either. When it's a image that keeps getting repeated over and over again, and then something eventually happens to that structure. It feels like we brought it on to that structure. Right. And so it just, to me, is like, is the bridge haunted or is the area cursed? Right. It's always that question. Mm -hmm. um, mm. So my next bridge is a tragically haunted bridge for other reasons. Dogs are the victims who oh. seem to be lured to their death. Yeah, heard of this one tell us yes it's off the overton bridge in scotland it's said that the dogs even on a leash will try to pull themselves over the ledge and if they do survive the fall some will attempt to run back and jump off again the bridge was built in the 19th century for a connector path to the overton manor house the first reported tragedy on the bridge was back in 1994 when a 32-year-old married man, Kevin Moy, threw his baby son to his death at oh only two weeks old. Oh, my God. It was said he tried to throw himself off the bridge also, but was pulled back from his wife. He then was taken back to the manor where he tried to slash his wrists. At his trial, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. He testified that he believed his son was the devil and he was the Antichrist. Oh, so it's the omen. <laughs> yes. His intention was to kill them both, to prevent something terrible happening to everyone. Oh. Kevin Drummond, the attorney who defended Kevin, two Kevins here. Kevin and Kevin. Yes, said, quote, this case either represents evil of such depth that it is beyond my comprehension 
Or alternatively, it represents an illness which is also beyond the comprehension of ordinary human beings, end quote. Kevin Moy had not shown any signs of psychosis prior to the incident. Okay. Since 2005, 600 dogs have tried to jump off the bridge. It was thought that the bridge affected more of the Spitz breed, the dogs, you know, that had the long noses. Mm. But other breeds have also been known to jump. There was a story circulating that a widow of the builder, Baron Overton, was haunting the bridge as she is seen walking over it, grieving over her husband's death. This lady's ghost has also been seen haunting the nearby manor house, which was their former residence. Animal psychologists have been called to investigate this issue. Dr. David Sands observed that the dogs all seemed to tense up when they reached one certain spot towards the right-hand side at the end of the bridge. David Sexton, an animal habitat expert, said there was mice and mink that lived under the bridge and in the structure itself. Okay. The scent of the mink was especially attractive to the dogs, and because they can't see over the bridge... Their instincts drive them to just chase the smell. Mm. It is too late once they jump to correct their mistake. Oh, so they, they think that they're being driven off the bridge by the scent of the mink mm-hmm. they want to go after. Which kind of makes sense okay. um, that they're like chasing their prey. It feels a little less demonic that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, however, you know, many don't believe this theory because on the rainy days, which will subdue the smells, the mm-hmm. dogs still are determined to jump. The dogs also tend to jump all in the same spot, like I said, on the same side of the bridge. Also, there are always vermin, like mink and rabbits, found by many bridges. And this occurrence of dogs driven mad to jump does not happen there. According to a local hunter, John Joyce, there haven't been any mink in the area for many years. One investigation from ParanormalHauntings.com has recorded EVP answers to questions regarding the dogs. The first words uttered were, come, dogs, day. Then asked, what upsets the dogs in the area? The EVP picks up the words, evil, your brain, I watch. (laughs) Well, that's creepy. A few minutes later, it says, it's him. A lady's voice is then heard to say, thank you. Helen, I crossed. I was a medic. It just so happens that the Overtown home was used at one point as a medical recovery place Mm. for the injured in World War II. Oh. It was also used as a maternity hospital in Mm. 1947. Okay. So, How close is it to the bridge? Very close, within a few hundred feet. Okay. It was built as a way to get to the manor house to, like, load goods and... Oh, the bridge was built. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're still trying to figure this out. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't put up um, like a bridge guard Mm -hmm. to keep our canine friends safe. But now people are saying they they are at least posting warning signs. Just don't walk your dog over the bridge. I just wouldn't. Yeah, he doesn't need to see that. So I wonder, do you think the mink scent could be a, a ghost scent? That they smell from minks of the past that have died and then the the scent just has stayed there and it's so strong that they just boom. Yeah, I haven't heard that theory, but dogs are very sensitive to the... Their um, nose receptors are like a million times stronger than ours or some crazy number, yeah. And it could, the smell could be lingering there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I just don't think that... It just 
dogs are going to be like, you know what? I'm just so depressed. <laughs> I just want to end it all right now. And right. Your gods are, or dogs are just not like that. No, I don't think they're intentionally doing that. I yeah. think something is luring them over. Yeah. And they don't realize that they're dying. And they don't probably don't realize how long the fall is. They don't think it through. No, they don't have that foreknowledge to know. How many dogs have died? Well, I don't know how many have died, but 600 have jumped. 600 dogs have jumped. So clearly there is something going on. Yeah. And a lot of dogs will survive it. But um, but the strange thing is, is that if your theory is right, that it's mink, why is this not happening at other bridges? Because there's been mink by other bridges. And I don't know, maybe there's something uh, geological that is making mm-hmm. that particular bridge really hold scent more. I I don't I, know. I think because of that crazy story about the man going insane. Yeah. I think there's something paranormal there. It could be. I would just stay away. Plus, you've got that hospital next mm-hmm. to the bridge. So there's probably could be a lot of weird ghosts hanging yeah, out there. Yeah, a lot of strange stuff. Yeah, or maybe the land was bad to begin with, like we've seen in a couple other stories, mm-hmm. the New Mexico State prison riot and the um, uh, the Demon of Brownsville Roadhouse. Those were already right. tainted land, so perhaps. Well, maybe it's just another devil bridge. You know, there's so many bridges and superstitions about bridges. Mm-hmm. You can find them all over the world named the Devil's Bridge. They're all named The Devil's Bridge. Would you want to cross something called The Devil's Bridge? It's weird because these bridges are a specific architectural design found most often in Germany and Europe. And no, Holly, I would not cross the bridge. The well, arch. At least we have that bridge here that counteracts The Devil's Bridge. We have the Bridge of the Gods. Oh, that's right. So we, we have a balance out. We yeah. have to. We have so yeah. many bridges yeah, here. Yeah, we do. We have to have a Bridge of the Gods. We do. It's a cool bridge. It's a high hybrid it's a double decker i think it's taller than golden gate isn't it it's tall it's high it's high it's a very high crosses over the uh, mighty columbia that mm-hmm. separates washington from oregon yeah it's, it's a beautiful it's a be- bridge it's beautiful mm-hmm. so these particular devil bridges have a unique design to them this arch that is constructed with a half circle shape Usually these bridges are designed over water so that when viewed from the river, the arch is reflected back in the water, now completing the bottom half of a perfect circle or ring. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It said these bridges are really tricky to build and they can only be built with the help of the devil. (laughs) And (laughs) can this... Thanks, Satan. Yes. This shape... He's um, got his clipboard and his like pencil behind his ear and he's like, okay, we're going (laughs) to need to get some more soul up here and um, a couple more demons to help build right. the support structure. And the and because of the needed arch mm-hmm. achieved, it makes the top of the bridge very, crossing very thin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, all the several, you know. Kind of like the thin line between if you're good or bad. <laughs> so there have been. It's precarious. You could fall into the water anytime. Right. And then the demons will take you down to hell. Right. So there have been <laughs> so many legends on how these uh, bridges have been Built. So I'm going to go into a few of them for you. Cool. One bridge near Ardino, Bulgaria, for example, was an area the local people said was cursed because several bridges that they had tried to build before um, just came crashing down because the Arda River was so powerful. The currents just destroyed everything they started to build. The locals had lost hope that a bridge would ever be a lasting structure until an ambitious builder showed up to town with a donkey. No, I'm kidding. What? I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I just totally fell for that. <laughs> and said he could achieve this impossible task. 
Legend claims that he called up the devil to help him with the design of building this lasting bridge, and in return for his help, the devil asked that his image be created in the structure to be preserved as long as the bridge remains. It is said if you look at the water from the top of the bridge on a sunny day, you will see the devil's horns and face reflecting back up from you at, mm. uh, from the water's surface. So are you seeing your own reflection, but with devil horns coming out of your head? Or is it the reflection of something else? Only if you have a demon in you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to find out. <laughs> yeah. You take your boyfriends over. Yeah. Hey, can you just look down on the water can for a second? Just look. Do you see anything see strange? <laughs> Do you, anything? Anything at all? Okay. That's right. So in Rocketsbrook, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but there's also a bridge known as the Devil's Bridge, and it has made the list of Germany's most magical places. Hmm. They have beautiful flowering rhododendrons yes. and azaleas yes. blooming Good. in the spring, and they're seen growing up the sides of this bridge. So it's this really haunting stone structure. It, it just looks like something out of fairyland. Cool. Um, I could not find any haunted stories about this specific bridge, but if there was a portal or fairy world, this bridge would definitely attract it. And it's said that the arch is so delicate, nobody now is allowed to cross it oh. um, due to the danger of it collapsing. And it's another devil's bridge. It is. And people, it's in Germany, you said. It is. But people who have visited this bridge since 2017 are really disappointed due to, um, I guess there's been ongoing construction for repair. So they have scaffolding covering the bridge. Mm. It's also said that the pond has been drained. So, wow. so it's ugly now. Yeah. So let's hope the devil isn't helping out on that site. <laughs> or maybe he is and that's the problem. That might be the problem. Yeah. So the famous legend in Scholenen Gorge describes the people of Uri and Switzerland collectively asking the devil for help in building a very difficult bridge. All these stories are the same, aren't they? <laughs> the devil agreed to help. But the devil's Bart, been busy. Yes, the devil The devil really likes bridges. The devil agreed to help, but bargained for the soul of the first one to pass across the bridge. The people in Uri, Switzerland, thought they would trick the devil by sending a goat over the bridge first. Why do people always think that they can trick the devil? Because they can. No, they can't. The devil was so smart. No, the devil was said to have been so angry because he was tricked, that he tore apart the goat and ran off to find a big boulder to throw at the bridge, hoping to destroy it. Yeah. But when he came back with the boulder, there was a sweet old lady standing in the middle of the bridge, holding out a cross. The boulder was immediately dropped, and the devil ran away, vanishing, bo never bothering the townspeople again. And it said you can actually see the boulder there. In the oh, river. that he dropped? Yeah. Oh. My last tale of the Devil's Bridge comes from Kirby, England, um, and it was built over the River Loon. The story is told that an old woman had a cottage by the river and had lost her cow. Oh. Finding that the cow had crossed the river, the devil appeared, offering a bargain, <laughs> claiming he could build a bridge for her to cross over and retrieve her cow. Mm -mm. But in exchange for his help, the first soul to cross over the bridge, he would claim as his property. You would think the devil would have learned his lesson the first time. Yeah. But perhaps he thought she was less clever. The woman again tricked the devil and this time threw a piece of bread over the bridge, luring her dog to run after <gasps> it. That's not very nice. Yes. It's horrible. Mm. So the devil got the soul of the dog instead. 
It was said he built the bridge by hand, and visitors to this day can see one of his handprints preserved in the wet stone. Does it have, like, claw marks and stuff? I'm curious. Yeah. That would be cool to see. Hmm. There are also many Devil's Bridges in America. One very haunted Devil's Bridge is located on East Ashley Road in San Antonio, Texas. It's built over a ravine so deep that people who throw rocks over it never hear it hit the bottom. I've been to San Antonio. I've never been to said bridge. Huh. Not everybody knows about it, maybe. Is this a secret bridge? Maybe. The bridge was said to have a history that goes back to the Spanish Inquisitions with a story that tells of a mass murder of the parishioners of a local church in the area. It is said that the priest felt responsible for his church and hung himself from a tree near the bridge. Visitors to the bridge hear a creaking tree as if weight were hanging off a branch swinging in the air. There are people who also swear they smell rotten eggs when they cross the bridge. Mm -hmm. One driver said the smell was so awful, even with the windows up and the AC turned on, they had to make a U-turn and drive back over over the bridge, fearful to go any further and to see what might be waiting for them on the other side. You think it's a natural gas... It might be, or uh, some sort of volcanic um, spring there. uh He said the smell lingered, though, for a good three miles when it finally went away. But you know the devil also comes with bad smells. So Sulfur. Yes. It is said the darkness is so unnatural around this bridge, car headlights can only see a few feet ahead. Back in the 80s, groups of teenagers would spend time under this bridge, and it was said they practiced gruesome acts of torturing cats. Oh, I don't like this story. I know. Animal bones are often found near the bridge, and there is a story of a little girl named Matilda or Maddie who haunts the area below the bridge and is said to be the one who catches the rocks when they are thrown over the bridge. A deadly car accident also occurred back in 1965 when a couple's car hit the edge of the bridge and killed the passenger, Victoria Ann Brossard. Her husband, who survived the crash, said he could not see the bridge. It was so dark. People say her spirit haunts the bridge and they see a cloudy apparition sometimes appearing. One lady back in 2009 said she thought an entity was staring at her and she would never again go near the bridge. People often hear cats screaming and many ghost hunters who investigate capture EVP recordings. Mm. My last haunted bridge is none other than Arizona's London Bridge, (laughs) located in the city of Lake Havasu. Right. The founder, Robert McCullough, actually moved the old London Bridge, the original London Bridge, across the ocean to complete his plans for the city. Wouldn't it have just been easier just to build a new bridge? It would. (laughs) But little did he know that the history he brought with them would be... Incredible ghostly violence and cursed tragedy Mm. from this historic bridge. London Bridge is falling down. I knew you'd sing it. Yeah. I knew it. I set you up perfect for that one. Thank you. Those who frequent the bridge say they see scenes playing out from people who look like they are from the 19th century England. Historians think there is a good chance that human remains were buried within the bridge's walls and bricks. Oh, wow. In the 1960s, London engineers put the bridge up for auction as they recognized the bridge could no longer function for the size of their city. Uh And they would need so much repair that they should just start over and build a new one. Yep. So at least the Londoners got that right. Right. (laughs) But how do you extract a bridge? Like, you'd have to blow it up, right? No, they just dismantled it um, brick by brick. And it said that... um, 
Well, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. Robert McCullough thought the bridge would bring a lot of tourists to a city in Arizona, and so that's why he bid on it, and he oh. bought the bridge for $2.5 million. Really? So clearly he had money to blow. But the bridge took him three years to reconstruct yeah. and put back together again like a And then it goes puzzle. over Lake Havasu, right? Right. And it was built exactly as it was in London using the same bricks. Everything was original except for a steel frame they added to help support heavier traffic. Mm -hmm. The London Bridge has long been the site of centuries of events ranging from devastating fires to executions and war. Actually, the famous head of William Wallace was displayed on a spike along the bridge for all to see. Oh, wow. Headless ghosts are often seen, and that seems to be because over 30 heads were on display, stuck on a spike, until the practice died out in the in the 1700s. Right. Oh, wow. Hmm. During the grand opening of the bridge in Lake Havasu, a group of four women were seen by many people that day walking along the bridge in Victorian clothing. Uh-huh. Cool. Thinking it was just a fun way to celebrate and mark the event, most thought nothing of it until they watched the four women just vanish right in mm. front of them. You think the ghosts are super confused? Like, this does not look like London Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. Yeah, this, where the hell are we? Right. Yeah. Some also feel really awful dark energy when they walk the bridge at dusk or nighttime hours. Mm. One reported ghost story came from a mother and son who began to hear whispers of angry voices which taunted them to jump from the bridge. What? Yes. Other residences have reported hearing the same things huh. and feeling nauseous or incredible fear when crossing over. Hmm. Some say they hear screaming from the tunnels under the bridge, which is closed off to the public. There's also a lady in black often seen running down the bridge, holding her purse close to her chest and looking behind her. Was she in period dress? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, the same lady is also seen jumping off the bridge, but she vanishes before she hits the water. Drivers say dark entities chase their car until they've completely reached the other side. Maintenance workers and people walking up and down the bridge have said they felt unseen forces push and bump into them as they make their way. Hmm. Ghost Adventures TV show of has investigated Zach Baggins. Yep. <laughs> he I'm surprised he didn't buy the bridge. Yeah, I'm surprised. Come too. on, Zach, just maybe, buy the bridge. Maybe he didn't have the money at the time it yeah. was for sale. Yeah. And anyway, he believes that after investigating, that even the ghost of Jack the Ripper haunts the bridge. Oh, there's someone we did not expect. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, ghost investigators believe the spirits are a residual energy left behind and that these ghosts are not aware of the Arizona heat and their new place of residence. <laughs> so they're still seeing things like they're in London. If they're conscious right. at all. They're not aware of anyone. They're just, you know, Reliving they're not... the thing over and over. And yeah. I thought with stuff like that, there's no spiritual energy attached. It's just it's got imprinted on the energy of the place. And that's just replayed over and over in the energy of the place. It's not like a ghost. Right. That's right? what the residual energy yeah, is. It's like yeah. burned. Burned in there because it was the so intense that yeah. it burned into it. So you're just huh. like watching it play over and over again mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, London is foggy and kind of like Oregon temperature. Yeah. So, I mean, they would leave, obviously, if they knew they were Arizona, unless yeah. maybe their souls were going somewhere hotter. 
I mean, I don't know. <laughs> There's not many places hotter than Arizona. And that's where I'll leave it. Yeah. My haunted bridges. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. That was amazing. Yeah. Good, good research there. Lots of good stories. There's so many haunted bridge Lots stories out there. Yeah. Most of them are just of the crybaby scenarios where somebody's thrown somebody off the bridge. Sure. Usually yeah. it's a mother, Gosh. Dog, you know, kid or something. You could probably just do tragic. an entire episode on not necessarily paranormal bridges but murdered people who murdered at bridges you know right because that's that's usually Mm -hmm. uh what has occurred that then causes the haunting right is the tragedies on the bridge so i still want to find that story that i researched a long time ago that was of a of a bridge that when people would leave alcohol their beer cans right it would be drunk the next day but the can wouldn't be open or the bottle wouldn't be open the alcohol is gone Right. I want to see that bridge wherever it is. It was called like Silver Bridge Fall or but everybody has one of those. Sure. So it's hard to know where it was. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to Google um, a closed beer can empty bridge yeah. or something like I that. I tried that. Couldn't find it. But huh. I know one exists. So if you know where it is, let us know. Yeah. All right, you guys, that's it for us. Have a good week. Thanks. We'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. They believe the man who helped them was Saint Joseph himself, and the prote- uh, they believe the man who helped him. No, God damn it! I am four <laughs> sentences away from being done. They believe you're talking that- <laughs> about the miracle stairs and cussing <laughs> using the Lord's name yes. in vain. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Heaven help us. Okay, start over. Carol, you that. and I both know yeah. where I'm going yeah, I- when I die. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Oh no! It's not going to be up this- these stairs. That's for sure. I gotta say that again. According to a local, uh, a local? according, yeah, according to a, here we go, Josh, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, it's not me this time, Josh. Ha ha! Bear with me. <laughs> As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode